0: Hello, and welcome back to the No More Trauma Podcast. My name is Tanya, trauma survivor, certified trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. My mission is to provide healing, mental health tips, and inspiration for living a trauma-free lifestyle. You can find this podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So before we get started today, um, I thank you so much for your patience. Um, As I have been navigating some shifts and changes, and so speaking of change and shifts, um, I am in a different place in which I normally record, so the space that I'm in currently does elicit some natural sounds, Um, and so I did adjust the settings so that way some of those sounds can be suppressed. So, which allows for you to focus more so on the information today. So welcome back to everyone who um, are normally subscribed to the Normal Trauma Podcast. I welcome you back. Um, So good to have you. And if you are new and listening, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about suicide ideation and suicide awareness uh so during the month of september um it did take a lot of my my focus away from actually getting this one um onto the podcast so um the month of september is recognized as suicide ideation and suicide awareness month and so um we will discuss that today um so Again, Suicide Awareness Month, and I wanted to bring this episode for listeners around the globe. So suicide is twice as high as homicides and one of the leading cause of deaths in the U.S. So the number increased actually in the early 2000s and only kept climbing due to trauma such as job loss, stress, and violence. Today, we'll be looking at suicide ideation and how to bring overall awareness to support those who may have lost someone to suicide or those that may struggle with suicide ideation, okay? So the first thing we'll actually discuss is asking the question, what is suicide and suicide ideation? So suicide ideation is also referenced as SI. Okay, that's S like Sam, I like Indigo. In term, use when someone has thoughts, ideas, and contemplations with the idea to commit suicide. So suicide is one of is is one's death or passing with their own intent to end his or her genderless life okay so I put the you know pronouns in there as well so now that we know what it is and I know it can be a very sensitive topic sometimes we don't even you know sometimes we turn our head to it especially if you have challenges with grief or death itself I am one of them so um, I do advise you know working with a professional um i am very lucky to to have someone uh, near and dear and close to me um who is a end of life uh doula uh and practitioner and i think it's uh very supportive to have someone to to speak about your emotions and feelings around it um whether you are a survivor of suicide ideation or um, a surviving loved one um, for someone who has, um, you know, transitioned in, in that space. So, what are symptoms of suicide or suicide ideation, and can it be diagnosed and prevented? I think this is a really good question, especially in the idea, can it be prevented, right? So changes in behavior or withdrawal from activities. Um, This can be someone uh, who uses the use of drugs or alcohol, uh, threats or self-harm, okay? So we're looking at what it looks like, right? Someone who... Um, you know, in terms of if we're looking at, you know, can this be prevented? So we're looking at the characteristics, the behaviors around someone who maybe have started to have ideas or thoughts around it, okay? Or maybe you're starting to see red flags in someone and you want to take a look and see, um, could this be something that they're, um, thinking about okay um or you know is there uh depression or anything and so before we get there so use of drugs and alcohol threats of self-harm comments or writing about death or dying making legal arrangements okay giving away prized possessions out of you know just out of nowhere um Engaging in risky behavior, so this is playing with firearms, sharp, sharp objects, ledges, or cliffs, okay? And so, suicide ideation can be diagnosed by a psychiatrist, okay? So, if if your question is, you know, can this be diagnosed? Can someone be diagnosed with suicide ideation? Yes, and it can be diagnosed by a psychiatrist. And if you are, you know, a loved one or a friend um, or relative, uh, signs are noticed by a counselor or therapist and can be referred. Okay. And so the number one goal for suicide ideation is to prevent ending life. Okay. And so... It can be accompanied with other diagnoses as well, and so being mindful of that. So, if we're looking at the, if we're looking at the at the person, and we're saying what other things that can accompany. Um, and I do apologize for the sound if if, if that was um, heard. Um, so, if we look at the other possible diagnoses, or risk factors. Then we start to look at, okay, is there bipolar disorder diagnosed? Is there schizophrenia diagnosed? Is there depression diagnosed? Is there a PTSD diagnosed? Okay. So those are some things to look at. And then I, I believe when looking at those diagnoses, you can also start to look into Other risky behavior. Okay. And so now it's important that we watch signs and behaviors of someone that may risk suicidal acts, ask direct questions like, Are you thinking of harming yourself and committing to ending life? And listen to any concerns or worries, fears without any judgment. I think this is really important um, because anyone that may be experiencing these heavy thoughts may be fearing the idea of being judged. And so maybe in terms, it starts to look like isolation. And so we may label it as introvert. When indeed, in fact, there can be some some um, feelings of of depression, Uh, or feeling as if life does not matter, okay? So suggest support from a professional and follow up with the person to ensure safety, okay? So it's important that not only are you asking the questions, direct questions, right? Are you thinking of harming, um, harming yourself, okay? Are you thinking of ending life? I think it's important that you see a professional and even after that, initial conversation follow up it's very important that you're following up okay and so now we start to look at how does trauma increase si okay so traumas and again (laughs) natural sounds around me hopefully the mic is doing an amazing job with suppressing the sound um, but traumas can have an overwhelming impact on someone that may feel hopeless or they have a lack of support. And that's why I say it's really important to ensure that you're following up um, and being consistent. So trauma is such a job loss, child abuse, living in homes or communities with extreme violence, loss of another loved one, Uh, health diagnoses or lack of medical resources, feelings of loneliness and isolation, lack of support, or being a member of the LGBT community, exposure to extreme violence and bullying. So this is what can cause an increase in SI, okay? So when then there's Quite a few, you know, because when we look at life, <laughs> you know, there there can be a lot you know, those feelings of not feeling supported. And it's important to have those, you know, post trauma, I like to say, uh post-trauma experiencing any of these traumas, it's really important to make sure that um you know, you have a, a very safe and healthy support group. Uh, you have a very safe, healthy, fulfilling, maybe job or hobby, career, okay? Finding those things that, you know, allow you to feel um, alive, <laughs> loved. You know, those things are extremely important. So statistics, association, Practice guidelines for psychiatric evaluation of adults, and this was 2016, points out that SI is a symptom of another primary psychiatric diagnosis and suggests that 90% of people who in their lives by suicide meet the diagnostic criteria for one or more psychiatric diagnoses. So, The 2015 data showed that among men of all races, men over 65 were most likely to pass due to suicide. Okay, that's 27.6 suicides per 100,000, closely followed by men by the the ages 40 to 64. And that was by um, World Health Organization So I just kind of wanted to go over some more statistics. So more than 700,000 people pass due to this sort of trauma every year. So for every suicide, there there are many more people who attempt it. And prior to suicide attempt, it's the single most important risk factor for suicide in the general population. Okay, and suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among the ages 15 to 19 years old. What does support looks like? What does, so so now that we know statistics, right? We know these large, very large numbers and the impact of the world, let's not forget that. What does support look like for individuals with suicide ideation in those that have lost loved ones to the risk of suicide? So creating a safety plan um, and you know, you're probably saying, well, what is a safety plan? Um, so a safety plan is a list of important contacts, favorite activities, okay? Uh, phone numbers, emails, to help reduce, maybe reduce the risk or achieving that transition. So seeking immediate support from a counselor, a support group, a therapist, and a psychiatrist, okay? Journaling, journaling can help. This is where we get to see thoughts, feelings, ideas, desires, okay? Breath work, breath work is amazing. Um, breath work can really help release any stagnant emotions, okay, Uh, and energy within the body. So, movement and movement can look like yoga, it can look like dance, it can look like um, exercise, Um, it can look like walking, okay, karate, tai chi. So reconnection to your favorite hobbies. So finding out what those what those hobbies are can help support that. Um, this is another uh, good one, uh, which is the grief circle, and this is for anyone that for both parties. You know, whether someone is experiencing depression um, and grief over a lost loved one, or someone who is a survivor of a loved one who has made the transition. Okay. So a brief circle, um, a retreat retreats are really nice to get away and hear your thoughts and to, um, you know, get out of the routine of, you know, maybe your daily life or work. Okay. Uh, nature. So just getting out in nature, maybe a retreat isn't, you know, something that you, you know, plan on doing, but you just spend some time out in nature, whether it's hiking, whether it's um, you know, walking again, fishing, whatever that looks like for you, going to the beach. So speaking with someone you trust. And um, another one here, my absolute favorite, uh, pet therapy. Pet therapy is always nice. Having a furry friend, a bird, a reptile, amphibian, whatever it is of your choice, um, but just having a pet there. Okay. So as we begin to slowly close out this podcast, right? So we went over the statistics. We went over what the behaviors look like, right? For anyone that may experience suicide ideation, and what can increase um, the thought or plan, right? And so I want to close, begin to start to close this um, podcast with two quotes I think um, can support anyone who's considering or you know has some challenges or, or some stress around the idea or someone who is a survivor of a loved one okay the first quote is one day you'll wake up and things won't hurt as bad you'll be able to remember the good things about your friend and not just the end for me that's when I knew I was finally able to move on And that's by Kristen um, Kristen S. And the last name is S-V-I-N-T-H. So I found that quote and I thought that was nice. And then the second one is a person never truly gets over suicide loss. You get through it day by day. And sometimes it's moment by moment. And that's by Holly Kohler. So the ending here, I do want to provide um, the hotline. Okay. And that's 988. That's new, new uh, three-digit number. That's 988. So maybe you can save that. Uh, 988 is a suicide and crisis lifeline. So just dialing that number. And then you have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's a resource available. Um, They have like a confidential 24-hour chat seven days per week. And that phone number is 800-273-8255. Okay, so that's 8255. And also, and just kinda backtracking slightly into the, the, Um, behaviors sometimes that behavior can also look like anxiety and stress as well because we're experiencing you know in the increase of the ideation there is that increase of stress and anxiety which can also bring those thoughts along and so you know uh, again a practice that I have mentioned many many times and that is um you know, having a ritual and a practice, okay? And those things matter. And one of those practices for me is um, magic mind. I like to start my morning with magic mind, which is a two ounce elixir. And that elixir has many benefits in some of the ingredients like honey, which is calming, as well as matcha uh, and ashwagandha. And so um you know they're convenient you're not having to replace your smoothie or your coffee but you can simply just add it to your morning routine and even making small changes like that can really uh improve your day and you know um your mind and the body so um if for any reason you are interested, you can also visit magicmind.co forward slash magicmind. co forward slash N like no, M like more, T like trauma. And you can use my code NMT40 for, for a discount on your subscription or your one-time purchase. So, a beautiful uh, practice to add into your day. So I definitely think it's good to, to have that um, in, in your day. All right, so I will say that the numbers for suicide and those impacted have increased over time. Individuals that can be at risk of suicide or suicide ideation may have other ways of really trying to translate their need for support to be seen, to feel heard and validated. The main goal is to do our best by seeing the signs before suicide is attempted. As a survivor myself, let's make sure we surround ourselves with those that can support us and make us feel safe. Keep resources near and ask questions. If you fear that someone close to you may be at risk, in all, no matter what, side you're on know that you are not alone you are not alone i thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the podcast i'm so grateful and again for all of the listeners that normally listen in on the podcast thank you thank you so much and all of the newcomers to the podcast I really hope you enjoyed this. And if you know someone who can benefit, please share it. You can also leave comments in this podcast on how it may have helped you or some information that was new to you that you didn't realize. Or if any of the practices you're currently using and has been very helpful to you, I would love to hear it. You can connect with me on the social platform of Instagram at az.nomoretrauma. I look forward to hearing from you. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste, (laughs) trauma-free. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to having you back. Bye.